If a Christian doesn't pray about heaven, that's a remarkable lack. Who ever heard of exiles not thinking about home? Now, I said, that's exactly what the rosary is. We are in a new moment of time and a new moment of space. So we keep saying to our Lord and to the Blessed Mother, I love you, I love you. That's the Holy Rosary. That's the Catholic faith. The whole Catholic faith is in it. I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade in Rosary on the Road. We've got uh, a prayer today from uh, a listener and uh, actually she runs a, uh, a channel on um, Telegram that's really quite good. It's called it's Alethea, um, A-L-I-T-H-E-I-A is the uh there's there's two that's up there she has an archive channel from the old one and then she's got uh, the new one but uh, for the life of me i can't remember how to spell the second half of the name but alethea is the um is the first half of it and she's requested a prayer for a nameless uh servant of god who uh was had gone into eastern orthodoxy and had passed into eastern orthodoxy from the practice of satanism which is Unfortunately, something I know a little bit about, uh, and now has, uh, God help him and, and all of us, reverted to his former ways, and she'd like us to pray for him and uh, to bring him to the true faith and uh, out of his errors that have led him down so many false paths and out of the hands of the devil and into the hands of God. Uh, and so what I'd like to do is I'd like to pray for the baptism of this individual because in my experience, and it's purely anecdotal and it's purely uh, individual and, and uh, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Particular. It's purely particular. It's, it's not a general rule that I can really point to. But in my particular experience, the reason why people fall into Satanism in this, in this day and age, and then go down the paths, false paths, to try to find their way back to God, typically has to do with the absence of a valid and effective baptism. And it's unfortunate, but in this day and age, it is very common for people to be baptized invalidly, incorrectly, improperly. And it's, despite the fact that baptism itself is so simple, and anyone can do it, a layman with a bottle, a layman with a bottle of spring water, could baptize a, a, a child, could baptize a, a, an adult, in an emergency. That, that's all you need. You need a bottle of water and 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 the intent to cleanse of original sin. But unfortunately, the the desire to do that and belief in the Holy Trinity, which is the only uh, person or the only the only being that can effect baptism uh, is so it, it's it's not as widespread as it was when the baptisms were when actually I'm, I'm thinking to myself now I believe the church even accepted Arian baptisms back in the day so even belief in, tri in the Trinity isn't really completely necessary although 
Well, no, I suppose they, they were they were regularized because the official formula, the proper formula of baptism is I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Uh, in the proper sacrament, I have to double check now and go and see what the rite of emergency baptism is. I think it still is I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. But even that's it's it's so simple, and yet so many so few people, or rather so many people out there, either have never been baptized or think they've been baptized and haven't been. It's uh, it's incredibly widespread, and in fact, as much as I'm suspicious of the content of most of his works, and I'm I don't like to I don't like to sell him because I don't like to I really don't like to endorse him. But Malachi Martin has something really quite interesting to say on this subject and father ripperger echoes it in that this lack of baptism or failure to baptize on the part of lapsed catholics is the source of a tremendous number of demonic possessions which have been increasing in power and in frequency in these days so their experience seems to echo my experience that an improper baptism or lack of baptism altogether is a major contributor to the spread of Satanism and these horrific errors that people fall into. And so I want to pray that if he does not have a valid baptism, that he is validly baptized, given the grace of that holy of that great sacrament and drawn to God by it. Uh, and if he is baptized, that the grace of the sacrament shall operate upon his soul and the Holy Ghost should lead him to the true faith. Uh, so that's that's what we're going to pray for today. Uh, if you have any intentions, now I've got another intention lined up for Monday next and for Wednesday next and the Monday following, but I don't have anything for the Wednesday following, so we are getting down the list here. If you have intentions, please send them in. And it's easy to get in touch now. We've got a Telegram channel. In addition to the, uh, we've got a, a group chat in addition to the channel, so you can comment on every Sunday. We have a new announcement uh, for you to, and by we, I mean me and the listeners. So I post an announcement for you to comment on with any prayer intentions that you have. Fridays are requiems. If you have anyone to pray for, everyone listening to this has someone in purgatory who's not being prayed for right now. And, 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 the poor souls in purgatory in general really need our attention because no one's giving them any attention these days. So I encourage you, if you know of someone who has died in the faith and you are not certain of their salvation, you're not certain of them, of their, rather their immediate salvation, you're not certain that they're in heaven, do them a favor and get them out of purgatory. Send their name into me so that we can pray a requiem for them on Friday. Or pray a requiem yourself. And you can do that by writing in to daily decade requests at proton.me. That's decade, D-E-C-A-D-E, requests in the plural at proton.me or protonmail.com. Both those addresses work. And you can also comment. Our channel is telegram or t.me slash the daily decade or at the daily decade if you are on telegram. We're also at slash the daily decade at gab.com. And we're on the Fediverse. You can find me on the Fediverse. It's uh, poa.st 
slash at the daily decade. It's an odd way to structure it, but that's the way that Graf's done it. So you can find me on there as well and just send me a message, drop a comment on one of the posts that I've made on there, send an email in. Uh, all of these are different ways in which you can ask for prayers. And I encourage you to do so because it's a great help to, to me. It's a penance. It's a penance I can do and that all of us can do. It's a good work that all of us can do to pray for one another. Now, for t right now, for today, we're going to pray for this, uh, this gentleman who's uh, the servant of God who's fallen away from the church and God altogether. Uh, and we're going to reflect on the third glorious mystery, which is the descent of the Holy Ghost at Pentecost. So let's go ahead and put ourselves in the presence of God. It's a Wednesday, so, well, it's a Wednesday for you. If you're listening to this right now, it's a Wednesday. Uh, so let's get our rosaries out and put ourselves in the presence of God. Oh, it, it's a Wednesday, so we're praying in English. That's what I was going to say. Uh, Fridays are Latin. Mondays and Wednesdays are English. If you don't have a rosary, I suggest you procure one. They're not hard to come by. Uh, drop by any local Catholic church. They usually have a couple of extras. Uh, or you can buy one yourself. There's a couple of really great stores to buy them from. Uh, I'm not going to uh, you know, actually, I was going to say I'm not going to mention any because I, the reality is I can't remember the names. But there's a ton on Etsy. Uh, and there's a decent, you can actually find some really beautiful old rosaries from estate sales and people who, God help them, have fallen away from the faith even though their grandparents were very devout Catholics. Uh, and you can find them on eBay. And I, I've gotten, the one that I'm holding right now actually is, it's a beautiful uh, ebony rosary that came from uh, Our Lady of the Rosary in Pompeii, uh, and uh, which is, uh, that's Bartolo Longo's church, who, I, who interestingly enough was a Satanist and was a satanic priest who had a moment of reflection after a suicide attempt and a friend that was tied to the Dominican order gave him a rosary and he prayed the rosary and uh, learned of the, the gifts of the rosary and was converted uh, from his evil ways. And he built a church or found a dilapidated church and renovated it and built it up. Um, found this sort of uh, ugly old painting of Our Lady of the Rosary, giving the rosary to St. Dominic. And I, I, I want to say St. Catherine of Siena, perhaps. I can't remember who the second one is in the picture. But um, everyone remarks it was a completely unremarkable painting. It was born out of just pure devotion of someone who didn't have a whole lot of talent, but had a lot of love for God. And it became the focal point of this, uh, of this uh, shrine in Pompeii. And so I've got this, this rosary here, and I found this on eBay. It was part of a, a lot of rosaries that uh, was up for sale. I saw it. There was something I wanted from it for something I was putting together for a friend. And this just happened to come in the, in the, in the batch. And it's my official Tuesday and Friday rosary because I'm recording this on a Tuesday. I have a, a rosary I pray the sorrowful mysteries on, a rosary I pray the glorious, and a rosary that I pray the, uh, the, uh, the joyful on. And this is my sorrowful rosary. And it was as easy as that. I just went on eBay and I happened to find it. And it's, it's got a tremendous pedigree. So it's amazing what you can find if you just look for it. And it wasn't, it wasn't expensive either. I can't remember how much I paid for it, but it was practically nothing. So 
go and get yourselves a rosary. You can and you can get yourself a very very nice rosary with a lot of history tied to it, fairly easily with a very little effort. So if you don't have one, you don't have an excuse. Make it happen. Now, rosaries in hand. Let's turn away from the world and turn to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who by the Holy Ghost was conceived, was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come again to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. For an increase in faith, hope, and charity, hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The third glorious mystery is the descent of the Holy Ghost. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, 
Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To Thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To Thee do we send up our sighs, our mourning, and our weeping from this valley of tears. Turn then, O gracious Advocate, Thine eyes of mercy unto us, and after this our exile, shew unto us the blessed fruit of Thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, most holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. O God, who didst deign to send thine only begotten Son, who by his life, death, and resurrection did purchase for us the rewards of eternal life, look with favor on us, that meditating on the sacred mysteries of the most holy rosary of the Blessed Virgin Mary, we may imitate what they contain and obtain what they promise. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. For this nameless servant of God, known but to Thee, O Lord, we pray, begging the assistance of Thy servants and saints, Augustine and Monica, St. Monica, whose son did go astray and wander in the desert and give himself over to the lusts of this world and to the errors of a proud mind. By thy prayers was thy son's salvation secured, as he himself attests. St. Augustine, who knew in this life the errors of mankind and found in this life the truth of God, we beg thy intercession and that of thy Holy Mother. Before the throne of Christ, to assist this fallen servant of God, to draw him to the waters of baptism and truth. And if he has been touched by the waters of baptism, let him be touched by the fire of the Holy Ghost and of his truth, that he may know 
and may discover, as thou didst discover, the truth of God apart from the errors of man, and that he may be drawn close to the bosom of our Lord, as you now are. And we ask this through the most powerful intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, in the name of her Son, our God, Jesus Christ, who livest and reignest with God the Father and God the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. For all of us in our errors, our troubles, our doubts, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, thy kingdom come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. couldn't decide whether to invoke St. Monica, who saved St. Augustine, or St. Augustine, who went away into error, so I just did both of them. There's so many wonderful saints who have spent time in the desert, and spent time in dissipation. We could just have easily prayed to St. Mary of Egypt, who gave herself over to the lusts of this world, although in her case it was more a materialism that she converted from and became a penitent not unlike St. Mary Magdalene in that regard. St. Augustine, though, was an intellectual, and it's usually the intellectuals that fall into these kind of errors because, well, we imagine ourselves to be smarter than we are as a rule among humanity. We believe what we see with our eyes very easily, even though we know that the eye can mislead us, we can uh, perceive something in error. Is that that uh, example of that recently, a uh, pretty easily recognized example of that uh, silly controversy on the internet over that dress that was, uh, was it blue and black and gold and white and different people perceiving it in different ways. Well, no one walked away from that with the proper lesson, which is that our perceptions of the world, our, it's not that we respect each other's perceptions. That's a frankly stupid conclusion to draw from that but rather that we can't rely on our own perceptions and so we need a source of truth that has no external criteria or criterion attached to it well there's only one truth that claims that and that's the truth of God and of the Holy Church and of Christ we do not depend on our perception we depend on our reason, logical deduction, we can discover the existence of God through reason, we can know that there is a God, that there is a deity, that there is an order to the world, that the world is a created order, we can know all of those things through reason. We just recently celebrated Trinity Sunday. We cannot know the Trinity through reason, we can only know the Trinity through the confession of those to whom it has been revealed. And so we are dependent on the authority that God has established for access to certain truths. We're dependent on our reason for access to certain other truths. But in no case are we dependent on our ability to empirically regard 
something that is tangible to sight or smell or taste or touch because these are the most unreliable witnesses to any given truth is our own five senses they're incredibly unreliable they betray us all the time and more often than not they lead us into evil the idle hands of the devil's workshop as the saying goes I an idle mind too and we can't depend on them and yet so many people try to and that's really I didn't mean to tie this in I was just going off on a on a rant but uh, it actually ties in rather well with the third glorious mystery the uh, you have you have St Thomas who in despair because this is St Thomas's problem is that he's in despair uh, when he's in the upper room or I recently discovered that the term for this is called the cynical the uh, C E N I C L E cynical or uh, um, A C L E cynical uh, because it sounds so much like cynical C Y N I prefer not to use the term I'll just call it the upper room that seems to make a little bit more sense in English but uh, the St. Thomas comes into the upper room and St. Thomas is in despair he wanted to go and die with Christ when Christ left the apostles he left them on, shortly before he went into Jerusalem uh, they had retreated up to the hills and they had reposed there and one day the apostles all woke up and Christ wasn't with them anymore he had gone down on his own and St. Thomas is the one that speaks up and resolves, Let's, let us go with him. Let us go down with him. And it's, it's taught to us by the fathers of the church that what was going on here, because they received it from the apostles' mouths, uh, was, was going on here was that Thomas was resolved that he was going to go fight and die for the Messiah. That was going to be the way that he went out of this world. He wanted to go and be a martyr. And he was going to defend the kingdom. And he was com completely devoted to this idea. And so when Christ was captured and was crucified, an incredibly ignominious death, St. Thomas descended into despair. He thought all was lost. He had his understanding of the Messiah. He was completely devoted to Christ, but he had a faulty understanding. His perception was flawed. And so when Christ rose from the dead, because the devil had a grip on St. Thomas and he was in despair, he didn't believe it. He said, no, unless I have something tangible, something empirical. And so Christ shows him something empirical. He rewards his devotion, his earlier devotion. But he scolds him and tells him, be not dubious, but faithful. Trust. That's how you know truth. Through the witness of the church, through the words of Christ. Not through touching, not through seeing. For blessed are you who has seen and believed, because blessed are all who believe, whatever their reason for believing, but more blessed are they who believe without seeing, because they accept the authority that is God's and receive his truth and bear witness to it which is what all the apostles do at the descent of the Holy Ghost. They're up in the upper room after Christ has ascended, and while they haven't descended into despair, they're certainly not going out into the world either. These are ignorant men. They're chosen for their ignorance. They don't know how, what to say or how to say it, 
and they've been told that the Holy Ghost is going to come and tell them what to say and how to say it. So they're all sitting around. They're waiting. They're preparing themselves. And they're also not inflamed with the gifts and the graces of the Holy Ghost to an extent where they can go forth and bear witness. Our Blessed Mother received the Holy Ghost already. And so when she's there among them, she's the only one that's already received the, go the Holy Ghost. And it's really at Pentecost that her mission is completed. God, the, Hol the Holy Ghost overshadows her and she conceives of the Christ, God in the flesh. And to the point, and from that moment of the Annunciation until Pentecost, she is the only human being that has received this grace. She is Mary, full of grace. And so she carries in herself, in a way, the church. In, in many ways, until Christ has actually built his church, she is the church. Which is why we talk about the church as Holy Mother Church. We talk about the church as in, in the feminine. Because the, the only mother that the church had or that the community of believers, the congregation of believers had prior to the descent of the Holy Ghost to Pentecost was our Blessed Mother. And then the Holy Ghost comes down upon all and enlivens and enlightens them. We say this at the beginning of the Divine Office, Illumina in, uh, is, I think it's um, Affecta in Flamma uh, Intellectum Illumina. Uh, we inflame our... Uh, I have to think about it now. Intellectum Illumina. Yeah, it's an Intellectum Illumina Affectum in Flamma. Ut digne attente acta vote hoc officium recitare valiam. So it's enlighten my understanding, kindle my affections, that I may be able to say this office meetly with attention and devotion. The Holy Ghost is the only one that can do that, to enlighten the mind and enliven the, the, enliven the affections. And he has done this perfectly with the Blessed Mother because she's perfect. And he does it as close to perfectly with the apostles as their own perfection permits. And that's true of all of us. The Holy Ghost enlivens us to the degree of perfection that we have perf are, perf are perfected. The efforts that we put forth to draw closer to the perfection of Christ are reflected in the degree to which the Holy Ghost can enliven us and enlighten us. If we're not perfect at all, if we're in a state of sin, the Holy Ghost can't do much with that. We haven't opened ourselves to him. And so here at the birth of the church at Pentecost, this great gift, this great grace that was given to the Blessed Mother is now given to all of the apostles and given to the church so that they may speak as the voice of Holy Mother Church, Peter first of all, and the other apostles in conjunction and also in deference to him because he is the rock so what of our blessed mother she has a grace taken away from her can it be true well we wouldn't say that our blessed mother doesn't have any graces taken from her but rather her mission for which she was given this grace is now complete 
She is there as a reference, as a, a strengthening arm, as a, as a comfort, as all mothers are, and she becomes the mother to all of us, to the whole church. Behold thy mother. And St. John the Apostle stands in for all of us in receiving her protection and in giving her devotion. Now, St. John uniquely cares for her as a foster son uh, and she as a widow uh, at, with, who has no living children now. He takes care of her in that regard. We give her adoration and devotion of a different way. We give her devotion of a different sort, not adoration or worship in the way that we give to Christ, but devotion of a different sort, the, the kind of devotion that you would have for your mother. And we also do that for Holy Mother Church, which, is the, which becomes the, the really uh, effective mother in this world after uh, the Blessed Mother passes into eternity. When she's assumed into heaven, Christ comes down and brings her body and soul into heaven to spare her from the corruption of death. Now, the official teaching of the church is that she could have died, she could not have died, but one way or the other she was definitely assumed into heaven. Personally, I tend to believe that she did not die because if she was spared original sin, it makes sense that she would be spared the effect of original sin, which is death. It's part of the reason why evolution is a load of horse hockey, by the way because it requires that death enters the world before the fall, which is absurd on the face of it. I don't know why anybody gives any time of day to that garbage. But there it is, neither here nor there, for our purposes right now, anyway. The Holy Ghost comes and the church is formed. The body of Christ is enlivened, quickened on earth and goes forth and does what Christ does. They go forth immediately to all the nations and they speak and they have this, this wonderful gift where they speak and everyone understands them. Now that doesn't mean that St. Philip was over here speaking Greek and St. Peter was over here preaching in Hebrew and St. Thomas was speaking in Sanskrit and someone was doing Chinese or anything. It wasn't that. It was they spoke their native tongue, which would have been this crude Aramaic dialect that would have sounded really um, the, their, their language itself was a, was a very simple and crude language even their Greek was crude but everyone in the crowd heard them in their native dialect that's the gift of tongues it's not you know it's, it's not getting the spirit and blah, 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 blah. It's not, that's not the gift of tongues that's demons the real gift of tongues is what happens to the apostles at Pentecost when the grace that was given to our mother is given to Holy Mother Church. Our, mother, our Blessed Mother is given to Holy Mother Church. And then the reward, the greater grace given to the Blessed Mother is then at the Assumption, which is the last time that the whole church is together at once. So we have these, these three moments when the church is gathered together. At the Last Supper, the institution of the Holy Eucharist, at Pentecost because remember Thomas is absent at the resurrection so the whole church is not there at Pentecost they're all gathered around the Blessed Mother and then once again at her assumption the church comes together again thus showing and demonstrating the iconographic relationship that the Blessed Mother has with Holy Mother Church she's an icon of the church and of the perfection that the church should strive for and so that 
I think is an effective prayer to draw us out of our reflection and into action, which is that all of us should be able to reflect or to strive to reflect the perfection of the Blessed Mother that is to be imitated by the whole church and particularly by us that we may receive as close to the fullness of grace that she in her perfection received. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The moon is the symbol of Our Lady. The moon is for those in darkness. And I think in a special way for sinners. So that if we but look to her, who is the moon, and derives all light from the sun, they would never fall into an abyss. Now this is the rosary.